This is an RNZ podcast. Hello and welcome to this episode of Your Money with me, Mary Holm. Thanks for taking just a few minutes to listen in while Jesse Mulligan and I talk through some useful ideas about how to make your money work better for you. Just remember though, this is guidance. Final decisions are up to you. Over to Jesse. In time for our regular appointment with personal finance expert Mary Holm, who joins me in the Auckland studio. Hello there. Hello, Jesse. You can listen back to uh, our podcast. Um, we podcast all of the conversations with Mary, and we go back a few years, Mary and I. Uh, yes. So if you've got a financial question, chances are we've covered it. And today, you've been thinking about retirement income. Yeah, but first of all, just congratulations on a new baby, I understand. Thanks, Mary. Yeah. Yeah. And is this number four? It is, yeah. Because I noticed you made a comment half an hour ago where you said something about people, four babies was too many. Yeah. I said, oh, yeah. There was a nine comment for <laughs> yeah, people yes. who were paying attention, yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks, going very, he's a beautiful little boy, little scout. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, so last week I, um, on Friday, uh, spent the day at, the University of Auckland at what's called the Retire- Retirement Policy and Research Centre there. And they had a day-long conference of, they had about 20 people speaking about different facets of retirement income, um, which some people would think, oh my God. But I found it very interesting mm. actually, and, and I um, hope I've picked out some aspects of it that, that will interest the yes, please. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Chris Farfoy was there as the, in his capacity as Minister of Consumer Affairs, and so just to start out with what some of the points he made, he was particularly is particularly concerned about the growing inequality in New Zealand, as many of us are, the income inequality and wealth inequality. Mm. Um, talked about the need for a massive culture change. He said we need to be talking about money around the kitchen table. Money is not a dirty topic, which I thought was. You know, a totally valid point. And another thing that he said that I was a little bit surprised about, somebody asked him what his attitude was to raising the retirement, the NZ Super age. Mm. Um, and by the way, somebody mentioned that in Japan they're considering raising it to 75, mm. which is awfully old. But uh, And Farfoy said that's off the table. He said, you know, the Labour, before this last election that they won, the previous two... Of course, they didn't win, and they talked at those stages about raising the retirement age, and he said, we live in a political reality, and so at this stage, it's apparently, you know, I don't... Yeah, it's quite depressing to me. It is. I think so, too. I mean, he absolutely said, not on my watch. I haven't heard Labour saying that specifically. No, Ardern said, I'll resign if the if the retirement age goes up. Oh, did she? Mm. Oh, I missed that one. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. well, I, yes, I don't think... I don't think it's that politically damaging. I think a lot of New Zealanders half expect it. All the talk that's ever been about it mean is that they'd bring it in very gradually, mm. only hitting people who are currently aged early 50s or younger. So they wouldn't be suddenly saying to people at 62, hey, you're going to have to wait. Um, so anyway, anyway, we'll see about that. The, the, that was just one interesting point that came up at the conference. But uh, one sort of in a nutshell, the very broad aim of what people there were about, I thought was presented when somebody talked about lifetime consumption smoothing. Yeah, which sounds, I like that. Yeah, it sounds a little bit technical, but what they're basically saying is that ideally people can spend as much 
on their living on everything to spend the same amounts when they're working and when they're retired. That's the the kind of ideal. So you've saved enough um, and perhaps got a home paid down so that you can continue the same sort of standard of living in retirement. It's very appealing um, to me, that idea. Yeah, yeah. And, you know... Because there'll be times when I'm retired and I've got no money coming in and I'm thinking... Man, I remember the life where I'd just go out yeah. willy-nilly, buy lunch whenever I wanted to, take away coffee when I didn't even really feel like one. Yeah, but out of habit, yes, quite. And and I think, you know, if people are, you know, getting in and saving a reasonable amount and ideally heading for a mortgage-free home by retirement or, as we've talked, discussed before, saving a big amount of money to cover their accommodation in retirement, there is no reason why people who kind of get their act together reasonably well can't continue their standard mm. of living into retirement. But um, another big topic, as you'd totally expect, was talk about New Zealand super. And one speaker was talking about how poor people over 65 are in New Zealand. Um, and I thought this was really interesting. About... of people over 65 are, by one definition, in poverty, whereas children up to age 17, it's 38%. So it's 5% of old people versus 38% of kids. And and that speaker said, if if in early life you're in poverty, most most kids don't ever get quite catch up Mm. after that. I mean, some do, of course. We, We know the stories of the people that did did very well, arising out of poverty, but most don't. And so the, the point is that um, there is a lot bigger worry, a lot more cause for worry about children than, than old people. Mm. Having said that, um, a lot of old people rely totally on New Zealand super or um, would... Of, of all the people over 65, 40% of them manage on New Zealand super plus less than $100 from elsewhere per week. So they're, um, they're, not, they're living on largely on New Zealand super. And of single people over 65, 40% of them have got no other income other than New Zealand super. So New Zealand super is enough to keep people out of poverty mm. for the most part, especially if they've yeah, already got a mortgage-free home. Free yeah. home. Yeah, but um, it's not... It's not a huge amount. Um, and, and, the, and then people at the conference talked about um, whether we can, we can afford super in the future, you know, and that's such a common worry. Um, and Matt, Matt Bell from the Treasury was talking about it. And what he has to say is pretty comforting, I think. They, they tend to measure New Zealand super projecting into the future what might happen in 20 years and 30 years and 40 years, which is what Treasury does. They look at NZ Super as a percentage of the gross domestic product of New Zealand, the sort of total mm. output of the country. And um, they, say, they say that sure enough, because the population's ageing, which we all know about the baby boomers coming into retirement, that there will be a bigger percentage of gross domestic product spent on super. But it's not growing as fast, it's not projected to grow as fast as they thought 10 years ago or 20 years ago. It's the problem is looking not as worrying. And that's largely because their projections of what's going to happen to gross domestic product are growing. They think, you know, the economy is going to get bigger. Mm. The, the numbers are already there for the 
people that want New Zealand super. They, we know about them. We're, they're, they're all alive already. Um, but the, so the, the sort of variable thing is whether the economy grows. And it, it looks as though it's going to grow faster than they used to think it would, um, partly because more and more old people are staying in the workforce. And that's been, that's been a big change. The numbers, you know, just since the 1990s, the percentage of, of people over 65 staying in the workforce mm. keeps increasing, especially for women. Um, there's still more men than women over 65 in the workforce, but that gap is narrowing. And um, they said in the, of people in their late 60s in particular, about half of them are in some kind of paid work. It might not be full-time, but it, it might be part-time. But um, that's a big, a big trend that I don't think was necessarily foreseen like 10 and 20 years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the interesting question which was raised, and, and I don't think there's enough data on it yet, is whether people are continuing to work because they feel they have to, because of money, or because they want to. Um, I think looking around at people I know, it's quite often a bit of both, actually. They quite enjoy their work, mm. and they might perhaps not work so many hours, but they quite enjoy it. But they also think it'd be quite nice to have a bit more money, you know. So so it's a bit of both going on, but that's a really strong... We have expensive strong taste trend. these days as well, don't well, we? Well, yes. International yeah. travel and nice Absolutely. wine and takeaway coffee and yeah. cafe lunches. A lot of retired people I know, it's where, which, what, where are you going this year? And sometimes it's more than one international trip. You know, mm. there's a, a heck of a lot of that, yes, and, and, and going to lots of plays and lots of concerts yeah. and, and all that stuff, which is... Which is pretty neat. It, it's um, the, the, there was also um, discussions about whether attitudes are changing to older workers, and some sort of optimism that there might be a bit more respect for older workers because there's been common complaints that older workers are um, that are the prejudice against, against them. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, and and there's a sort of growing feeling that okay, they might not be as quick at picking up the technology, perhaps as younger people, but the are other aspects that they perhaps also less likely to uh, take sick leave and all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah, um, and 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 another trend is that it, that um, people in their retirement are quite often setting up a small business of their own, mm. whether it be tutoring in something that they're good at or um, mowing lawns or, or or whatever. There's a lot of a lot of that going on. Um, the, the Matt from Treasury also talked about health spending. And he suggests, of course, spending on health rising. But that's not, it's not necessarily, it's partly because of the, the boomers coming in, into retirement. But he says every country around the world, as it gets richer, they spend more on health. And that's always going to happen. It's kind of, um, if you have got more money, you do spend more on health. Mm. You know, so let's not get too upset about that, although they've got to... Um, keep monitoring it, I suppose. Sounds like quite an optimistic, positive speaker from Treasury. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, the message for quite a long time has been that we that we don't need to make drastic changes. A lot of the Western world is worse off than New Zealand in terms of um, the baby boomer problem. We've got quite a high, a relative, relative to them, quite a high birth rate. Um, quite a lot of people having babies, mm. particularly Maori and Pacific families, actually, are, are having more babies. And so the ratio of old people to younger working people is not as worrying. Mm. 
and New and that's Zealand important because we need the working people to pay for us older people we, when we turn sixty-five. That's right, yeah. we do. Yes, yes, mm. yes. Um, turning to to health, a couple of other things that came up about health and old age, which I thought also. Oh, look, I'm an I'm an optimist, Jesse. So I think I'm plucking what I was interested yeah. in out of a whole day, and there probably could be another person who attended that conference who mm-hmm. could come out really gloomy. But I like looking for the mm. more positive stuff. That's really. why you and me get on so well, Mary. Well, that's right. Mm. Yeah, we're just two little little um, Pollyannas. Pollyannas is exactly right, Jesse. Yes. <laughs> but um, life expectancy is growing, and it keeps growing. Um, um, the gap between Maori, Maori don't tend to live as long, and Pacific is somewhere in between Maori and and Pakeha, um, the, and the, the, they're both growing. The Maori life expectancy is growing, and so is the Pakeha. Unfortunately, the gap is still there and not necessarily closing. Uh, nonetheless, for everybody, we're expecting to live longer. And one thing I thought was really quite neat was that for the average person, the proportion of their retirement where they need daily help with help with the sort of daily living is only about a quarter of their retirement. So I think younger people kind of picture retired people, you know, needing lots of care. And but for most people, for most the average person, it's only about a quarter of their retirement is spent like that, and three yeah. quarters is spent. Well, especially the first half of a lot of people's retirements doing what you were saying, lots of travel, lots of shows, lots of books, lots of, you know, lots of everything that's that's good in life, really. Um, dementia numbers are growing, but that's only because the number of older people are growing. The, mm. the likelihood of each person getting dementia is decreasing, which is what you kind of expect. There's more research being done on it. One comment that I thought... Um, was interesting and not necessarily positive, men versus women in retirement. Men have more preventable and treatable non-communicable diseases. So they've they've got these diseases, they're much more reluctant to go to the doctor or to get help with it. Mm. And so they've got these things that are preventable or treatable. They're not doing enough about it, and so they tend to die younger. Um, so, you know, it's probably up to the men... To some extent, to yeah, non-communicable to, diseases, heart disease, diabetes, yeah, uh, stroke, and, yeah, and, and, and yeah, a lot, most diet and lifestyle. Yeah, mm. I mean, not many old people have communicable diseases. Actually, cancer, mm. of course, is another non-communicable. Yeah. Well, they nearly all are. Yeah, um, just getting on to what they call decumulation, which is basically spending your retirement savings. Uh, it's the opposite of accumulation, which mm. is which is the saving. Um, Somebody said, I thought it was quite a good quote, people are more worried about living too long than about dying too soon. And so, you know, and that's quite sad that people are thinking, oh, gosh, I'm going to run out of money. Um, And too many of them end up dying with quite a lot of money in the bank. Um, Susan St. John, who's one of the economists who is running the conference, she was saying we've got to encourage people to use more of their capital, not just spend the interest and returns on their retirement savings, but eat into their capital. Um, And she and others were pointing out that people are feeling less pressure now to leave an inheritance to their kids. Um, And that's partly because 
Uh, the, by the time they die, the kids are quite often in their 60s with this longer life expectancy. Mum and Dad are dying in their 80s and 90s. Kids are in their 60s. They don't really need the money at that point. There's probably more of a tendency for people to give money to their kids when they're younger to help them get into a house or something mm. like that rather than letting them inherit it later. Um, one big worry about people spending Do you think money... we should tell our parents that we don't need, we don't need a... <coughs> inheritance, yes. not to worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a lovely message. Look after yourself. Lovely Spend message. it yourself. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, yes, I think. I mean, because I think... Some people really, uh, I mean, this is pretty unrelatable to me, but some people will really plan for the inheritance, right? I mean, that's yes. part of plan A. You do hear it, and that's a bit dangerous because, you know, um, not all parents are necessarily leaving. But, I mean, it's very common for parents to leave their home. Or they might do a reverse mortgage, but that won't necessarily take all of the home out. Um, and so kids, um, but it, it'd be quite, it'd be really actually quite good for families to have a fairly honest conversation about this. Mm. And around the dinner table, yeah, yes, yes, going back to back to Farfoy's, um talking about money around the kitchen table, um, where the idea is, look up, we might as parents give you kids some more help on your young adulthood mm. to get into a home, but don't count on too much when we die. Yeah, you know, and just for everyone to understand that. Um, the worry, one of the worries, of course, is about home ownership, which is high amongst people above sixty-five, but it is falling and will, is, you know, tending to fall across New Zealand across all ages. So, you know, there's worries. They're saying that the cost of renting is higher than the cost of home ownership in retirement. And when I first heard that, I thought, what? That doesn't make sense. But of course, in retirement, people tend not to have a mortgage. And so they've got rates and, and maintenance and, and so on, but rent can actually cost more than that. So that is something people are worrying about. And another um, point... We've got about of, one minute, by the way. Have Mary. I? Yeah. Okay, so let's go quickly here. Um, the government really does need to get in and help set up annuities or some other kind of programme for people some other way for people when they've got a lump sum in retirement, probably in KiwiSaver, how they can plan to spend that through their lifetime mm. with products called annuities. There's a strong call for the government to help set those up because private enterprise kind of fails when it does that for all kinds of reasons we haven't got time to go into today. Maybe annuities. another time. So, yeah, okay. So you give, yeah. you give them all your money and they pay you a certain amount each year yes. to spend. Until you die. Yeah. And so if you die young. And they young, invest it over the, the right yes. sort of. And, and there are private companies offering them, but there's various reasons why that's not a great idea. Mm. We should talk about it some more in some depth because okay. I wanted to just very quickly say that New Zealand does well on the world stage in a few ways. One is that there's less pressure from the ageing population, which we talked about because of the birth rate, but there's also New Zealand super gets praised widely on the world stage because it's universal. So, for example, women who haven't worked because they've been raising children get as much as people who have worked, which is unusual on the international mm. stage. Um, and the other thing we're getting praised for is the automatic enrolment into KiwiSaver. Other countries around the world are watching that and copying it because it's getting a lot more people into retirement savings when they're auto-enrolled when they get a new job. Mm. So that was, you know, stuff that worked well. And um, all in all, as I say, I think there was quite a lot of good news there as well as bad and a lot of stuff for people to be thinking about. Yeah. The minister will be impressed with the notes you took, Mary. Will he? I yeah. hope so. Yeah. You, have, you must have met a good university student. 
Yeah, when you're I'm at not, the what was it, University of Chicago? Uh, all and Vic and yeah. and Michigan. Um, but I've been a reporter all my life. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I was just being a reporter again. You would have yeah. been sort of student. I would have said, hey, any chance I could uh, borrow those yeah. notes? Yeah, and I would have said they're, they're half shorthand and they're half my own shorthand, and you can't understand oh, them. Damn. Sorry, you have to <laughs> find some other sucker then. Yeah. Thanks, Mary. It's a pleasure, Jess. If you came in late for that, by the way, Mary's been talking about retirement income uh, trends ideas and predictions uh, and you can listen to it back from the beginning head to our website rnz.co.nz slash jesse and that'll be up in a few minutes